0: All right, well, if you love Jesus, give him a big hand this morning. We love you, Lord. We love you. (laughs) We really do. All right, well, we've been uh, talking about getting to know the Holy Spirit and some of the different roles of the Holy Spirit and functions that allow us to know him. We've talked about the anointing, the spirit of holiness. These are all in the New Testament uh, names that he has. Uh, The spirit of adoption, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life in Christ, and then the spirit of glory is where we've been. And uh, the glory of God is truly effectual, church. It's transformational. And it's a great question. I think Gretchen maybe is the one who had asked me this week, if it is indeed transformational, how come more of us don't just look like Him all the time? Well, we've kind of covered that because you got to look and keep looking. you got to look and keep looking. The word behold in 2 Corinthians 3, which we'll look at here in just a minute when we crack open those things called Bibles. Uh, is to be held by to be held by the lord and his glory. Brian and Gretchen actually brought it out last Sunday when they gave the word at the end of service about James chapter 1 that we receive with meekness the implanted word, okay? So we're going to receive, but it's not a one-time receiving. We're going to re- because we're we're uh, he's the vine and we're the branches, so we continue. It's a life of receiving and receptivity from Christ. But it goes on to say that we can uh, if we go to the mirror, I've got it written right here so I don't misquote it. But we can look, but if we are double-minded, this is James 1.24, we can go away from the mirror and forget who we are from the perfect law of liberty. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Everybody hear that? And continues in it. He becomes a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And so that's such a key. I think that's a key... Maybe why the body of Christ has struggled to really reflect the glory of God on an ongoing basis. I'm glad you encountered the glory of the Lord in 1985. I mean, thank God. But don't just behold Him one time and, and then passively see you later or I'll check in on a weekend here and there. We need to behold every day the glory of the Lord. We need to behold every day and prioritize time every day that we're looking upon the glory of God revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. The glory of God is revealed in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll even give you a moment to turn there. <laughs> what have we got? Commercial? Very <laughs> good. Yep, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Everybody got a, got a Bible? Well, your phones work, right? You're... Your phone app, you can, yeah. Oh, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki's got the slides. <laughs> Cause she does them. All right. If you're looking at second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18, say amen. 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 All right. But we all, everybody say we all, we all. with unveiled face, with unveiled face. Beholding, as mirror, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Okay, And that's what we camped on last week. Now what happens to us when we do this? We are transformed into the very same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So the glory of God and beholding the beauty of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ on a daily, regular, prioritized basis transforms us. Okay, what's God's end goal for transformation? Mature sonship. That he's, his goal is to fill the earth with mature sons. Jesus didn't want to be known as the only son of God, born of God, that the world ever saw. Did you know that? In John 12, 24, he said, Unless a grain of wheat goes in the ground and dies, it will be the only one. But if it dies, if it sows itself, if God sows a son into the earth, what does he want to reap? Sons. Like begets like. He sowed a son to reap sons. And so that's what he's doing. What's he doing right now? He's filling the earth with mature sons that reflect the glory of his beauty and his nature. All right, let's break this down. I want to recap a little bit. Notice the first part of verse 18 says, We all, now this is important because we all can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We all can behold the beauty of the Lord. It's not for the elect select. It's not, you know, Jody's got access because she works at a church and she's on staff. She's on ministry staff. So she's got more access to the glory than Stan does. That's a lie. We all, we all can have unveiled face. Here's the truth of the matter. We all have uh, as much time in the presence of the Lord as we choose. Nobody can say, well, I tell you, I guess uh Billy Graham, he probably got to spend a lot more time than I ever will. It's our choice. We all have an unveiled face. He died for every single one of us. So there's no more hierarchy. We can all grow. We can all mature. We're all as far along right now in Christ as we've chosen to be. Amen? I mean, that's true. And then number two, with unveiled face. We talked about that. As your husband, Christ is the one who unveiled your face. He wants you behind the veil, people. He wants you entering in. He wants you having a relationship with Himself. How do we know this? He paid the price so you could connect with Him, so you could be one with Him. Don't apologize for the glory of the Lord. Moses, as we read two weeks ago, veiled His face. We do not veil our face. We do not hide the glory. We do not hide the love of God. Amen, somebody. When you go into Dollar General, don't veil the glory of God. You go to the restaurant, don't veil. You go to school, Waylon, Wyatt, Enzo, you go to school, don't, don't veil the glory of the Lord. Now, we can all throw stones at Moses, but we all do it. We'll be at work out at Tinker and they're telling dirty jokes and we don't say anything. We just go right along with it or maybe maybe we chuckle or whatever. Don't veil the glory. Amen. When you see the glory of the Lord, you will reflect the glory of the Lord. And so as we saw, I mentioned a moment ago in James 1, Continue he who he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues looking becomes a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And then the third thing we looked at beholding not beheld. Beholding not beheld in nineteen seventy four. So this is ongoing present tense. As we behold the glory of the Lord, we're transformed. We become more and more like Him. You want to be, you want to be like Jesus, then be with Jesus. You cannot behold what the world offers you 18 hours out of the day and expect to be like Christ. It really is about priority and beholding on a regular basis. Matthew 6 verse 22. I gave you that last week. Jesus said, the eye is the lamp of the body. And when your eye is full of light, your whole body is full of light. But if the eye is beholding darkness, how great is the darkness? So we be, we become like what we're looking at. And we're gonna get into this today. Is God, is He seen or unseen? Is He, is He spirit? Okay, so He's unseen. You do not value things you cannot see. You value things that you can see. So the devil works overtime to make sure you're never looking into the unseen realm. He will give you all kinds of things in the natural to look at and occupy your eyes. He does not want you beholding, ongoing present tense, the things unseen. I believe Jesus said... I only do what I see the Father do. Well, the Father is invisible. We have eyes in the Spirit to see what realities exist there. Amen? Wow. Thank you, Lord. Help us to see it. Help us to comprehend it. It doesn't say we behold as on the weekend the glory of the Lord. It says, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Well, how often do you look in the mirror in the natural realm? How many of you looked in a mirror today? Some of you, I can tell you didn't. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Danny. (laughs) Everyone, We look in the mirror all the time. Here's a great check for you. Every time you're looking into the natural mirror, ask yourself, have I sat in the spiritual mirror yet today? Because the Word of God is a mirror. Have I sat with this as my mirror yet? Am I looking into spiritual things? Because remember, his words are spirit and life. This book is not a carnal book. It is a spirit book. It reflects and reveals mysteries in the spirit with the help of the revealer who's called the Holy Spirit, also known as the spirit of glory that we're talking about, who transforms you to look like Christ. So we look into the natural mirror a lot. That should be a check for you. Have I looked into the mirror of the Spirit yet today? We behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. If you want continual lasting change and fruit that remains, lasting fruit, you got to look and keep on looking. You got to prioritize your time with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it takes discipline to do it. You may not always feel like it, but you can know in your knower, this is what I'm made for. This is health to me. This is life to me. So that brings us to the fourth one, as in a mirror. So God's word is a mirror. I mentioned that. His word, like himself, is spirit and truth. The word reveals spiritual realities and, and spiritual potential. We'll get into that here in a little bit. The word will tell you your spiritual identity, which is actually your real identity, your true identity. That's your eternal identity. You may be a plumber. Well, that's just, you're not going to be a plumber for all of eternity. Okay, that's just a temporary purpose that you have. But your your true identity, your eternal identity, comes through the Word of God. So some of you, the Lord said, see yourself in the mirror of others' opinions instead of the mirror of the Word. We allow friends, acquaintances, maybe even at school other people's opinions to be our mirror of who we are, what our value is. Am I cool? Am I popular? Am I in the in club? Am I okay? You need to get every bit of that from the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's okay for people to like you. You just don't need people to like you. Amen. The Word is Spirit. And 1 John 5, 6 says the Spirit is the truth. Did you hear that? So what's the great reality? Everything you can see and touch and feel? Nope. Temporary. The real reality is what you don't see. The spirit is the truth. 1 John 5, 6. It is the real reality. It is the view and opinion of God. That's why it's the real reality. It is the glory of the Lord. And some of us let our friends be our mirror. Some of us let our in-laws be our mirror. Some of us let our enemies at work or school or wherever be our mirror. And we need to let the Word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. And if you are receiving, you know, criticism from somebody again and again, sit with the Lord and ask if the criticism is true. If it is true, Lord, help me to change. I cannot change without you. And then thank your enemy. Amen. Yeah, I, I said that. Thank them. Put them on your payroll. If they've got a critical eye towards you all the time, you know, if they're right about something, sit with the Lord on it. Don't take their opinion. Sit with the Lord on it. If it's true, hey, you know what? I do need, I do need to be more forthcoming with my answers. I'm, I dance around the truth too much. Then you go thank them. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Because this is the kind of man that I want to be. Amen. Amen. Trust the mirror. Everybody say, trust the mirror. Trust the mirror. Trust the the spirit of glory and transformation more than what you think, feel, and believe about yourself. Sometimes we let our feelings be the mirror. Mm -hmm. Well, I just don't feel very loved today. Well, thank God your feelings aren't how we determine reality. Your feelings don't even know if a scary movie is real or not. You know what we like to do? We like to, yeah, but the truth with how we feel. What you need to do is start, yeah, butting your feelings with the truth. Yeah, I may feel this way, but I know what the truth is. I know what God says in His Word. And Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says, God cannot lie. God knows more about me than I know about me. And he sure knows more about me than my enemies know about me. Amen, somebody. So then it says, we behold as in a mirror what? The glory of the Lord. Behold the glory of the Lord. How many of you know? He is unseen. Now it can be revealed. It can be manifest, but it's going to be man- manifest through your earth suit. But the glory of the Lord is unseen. It is spiritual. And how's the Spirit of glory, the Holy Spirit, going to take us to mature sonship if we never learn to look into the unseen realm? The Word is a mirror revealing unseen things, truths, uh, potentials, and realities of the Spirit. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 18. Just a couple of pages over. It's not not challenging second corinthians 4 i hear a few pages turning verse 17 if you're there say amen. amen for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of what glory, glory. i like how paul calls it light afflictions yeah, the guy's been snake bit, shipwrecked, beaten half to death, stoned. Yeah, it's just light momentary problem. We fall apart if we have a flat tire. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> Billy said a bad word about me. <laughs> Paul would like to have a word with you from prison. <laughs> He wrote, I believe, all the Philippians from prison. I mean, that's the joy epistle. The guy's full of joy and he's in prison because he cannot enslave his spirit man. Verse 18, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Does there, this is amazing. This is an oxymoron. We're going to look at things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Wow! Beautiful. You have two sets of eyes. The eyes of your heart. The eyes of your spirit. You have the mind of Christ. Have you ever heard this one? Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Does the Lord have physical eyes? He has spiritual eyes and you have them too. We're to be people of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Who worship in spirit and in truth. Who pray in the spirit. Worship in spirit. This is all throughout the New Testament. Paul called the the ministry of the New Covenant the ministry of the spirit. So as people of the spirit, we have to be able to see things spirit. Great example. You know, I wrote the book, The True You, in 2015. (laughs) Amen. And what, what the Lord was showing me through this is, Steve, you see yourself by the natural, but this is how I see you. And He started letting me see with the eyes of my heart how He saw me, and that even though at times in the natural I was doing, un, I would do unrighteous things, my standing with Him was nothing but pure righteousness, because He was in my spirit and I'm in Him. That's being able to see and understand. Things of the Spirit. And 1 John 5, 6 says, The Spirit is the truth about Steve. And Jesus said of the truth in John 8, 32. If you know the truth, what happens? Steve becomes a free man. Wow. How about some other scriptures? I mentioned Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. 2 Kings 6, 17. Write that one down. Read it this afternoon. 2 Kings 6, 17. Elisha prayed as they're surrounded by a natural enemy. He said this, quote, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Now he was already seeing. The servant could see. He could see only the natural army. What he could not see was the unseen spirit army of the Lord. But Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. I'm going to take a little liberty with this one. But blind Bartimaeus, one of my favorite stories in all the Bible, if I remember right, he's the one that he, he was. have mercy, on, son of David have mercy on me and they told him shut up and he kept yelling louder. So he'd get louder every time i tell him to be quiet. And then the Lord says, what would you have me do for you? He said this, Lord, give me my sight. Give me my sight. Now I know he's blind in the natural, but I believe blind Bartimaeus had already seen in the spirit realm himself seeing. And literally translated in Steve's version, he's saying, Lord, give me what I've already seen that you're capable of. You have the potential to give me natural sight. And I've already seen myself seeing in the spirit realm. How do I know this? Because before Jesus prayed for him, he threw off his beggar's coat. Before he was healed, he got rid of that thing. He was seeing something. And his prayer was, Lord, give me my sight. That's my prayer for you, that as you learn to look into the unseen, as you learn to look to the the realm of spirit and truth, that He gives you what you can see there. Some of you, you've battled cancer. You've got to already see yourself healed. You're in that, in that realm. Remember the word is potential. It's spiritual reality and possibility. God gives us promises. God promises us things and it comes from the word and then it's, it's manifested and established in the unseen realm. You've got to be already be looking into the unseen realm that I'm already healed. If you have a, a sprained ankle, start envisioning yourself walking without a limp that it's already healed. I don't know if you know who Barry Bennett is from uh, Karis Bible School. He's one of the teachers up there. But he had cancer snuck up on him and, and he didn't, they, they caught it super late. The doctor said, you have two days to live. And then he, ca- he came back, changed his mind, and said, all right, you got a few weeks. Barry Bennett started seeing himself healed and free of cancer. Barry Bennett started planning vacations with his family. Barry Bennett started doing financial things that he knew he would have access to in five years because he had no plans to not be around in five years. Barry Bennett, instead of looking to his own resource, what do I have to battle cancer, forsook what he could see helpwise in the natural. And he went to the unseen realm and said, that's where my help comes from. That's where the resources are. I'm not going to battle cancer in human resource. I'm to battle cancer with God's resource. And now he's three years cancer-free. Still teaching up at Karis Bible School. Why? Because he's able to see things in the unseen realm. We have two sets of eyes. And we do not value oftentimes what we cannot see so my heart for all of us is to be able to learn and see unseen things. And then we begin to train ourselves to be people of the Spirit who can see what the realities are of the Spirit and not just the natural realm. It will certainly help you, you know, when somebody insults you, you won't have to just automatically insult them back. If you can see into the realm of the Spirit, you can ask, Lord, what's going on in their life? This isn't about me. What's going on? Let me, let me see what you see. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve. We're in Corinthians all day today. First Corinthians chapter two, or at least for now. First Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve. How many of you like flipping through the pages instead of doing it on the screen? Really? Well praise God, amen. 1 Corinthians 2.12. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Now... Everybody say now. And when is that? Now. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Wow! Wow! You have all this resource. If you can learn to see in the unseen realm, you'll never fight sickness in the in the natural realm alone again. I'm not saying you don't assess what resources you have in the natural realm. If you need a decongestant, by all means, take one. What I don't want us doing is only resourcing the natural. We do not deny the natural realm is there. We do deny that's all there is. There is a realm of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory, one of the things He does for us is He shows us all the things we already have in Him. I'm tired of God's people being lame and you know beaten up on because they, they haven't comprehended all this vast resource that's available in the unseen realm. And I'm telling you, when you start seeing it, you'll value it. When you start seeing it, You'll value it. But I'm going to say again, that's why the devil likes to give you lots of natural things to look at. He wants you to value everything you can see in the physical realm. And we're supposed to be, and we are, in Jesus' name, people of the Spirit. A purpose of the Holy Spirit is to show you everything that God's provided for you. Do you see in this, this passage, it's pretty clear, He's showing you all the things that are already given to you. Everybody say, I've already got it. Okay. So that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to show you what's at your disposal. If COVID comes to your house, He can show you what's at your disposal. So you're not just thinking, well, uh, I hope I got enough faith. Uh, I hope I got enough cough medicine. I hope I got enough this or that. You have resources in the realm of the Spirit you can tap into. You can take authority over COVID. You can take authority over the flu. Did Jesus say in the Gospels that He had given us power to cure disease? It says that. It's okay to look at our resources and know what we have, but we need to learn to see God's vast resources so that when difficulties come, we look to what God has to fight what is fighting us. Amen. Amen. How about in your marriages? How many people struggle in marriage because they war with only what they... All they think about in those moments is what do we have? What can I do? Man, invite God. Invite His resources. What what resources does God have for a marriage? And tap tap into Him. But this idea that this default of well, a problem comes is like well, I don't have enough money. Well, I don't have enough strength for that. I don't have enough love to love that person. I don't have enough forgiveness for that person. Man, that's all your resources. You've got to learn to look to things unseen. Where the what is? The promises of God are, which are what? Yes and amen. Go to the Word. Go to the realm of the Spirit to see what you actually have to contend with in what's facing you. Well, I'll tell you, there's financial pressure on my job. Then go to the realm of the Spirit and find out what resources your Father, who owns cattle on a thousand hills, has for you. And then do whatever He says to do. Amen. Amen. If Holy Spirit is here to show us all we have already in Christ, let's not refuse to look into the Spirit. Let's look there. When, when He shows you promises here, He's showing you spiritual potential things that you can access. All right, let's go to 2nd Peter. This is the one we're going to eat together this week. So, as you have time this week, sit with the Lord in 2nd Peter. You can do a SOAP on it. I don't know if you've heard of SOAP, but it's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. But we also like, you know, eat the word on it. If you don't know what that means, ask somebody. There's a lot of people in this room who can tell you about eating the word. 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. If you're there, say amen. Listen to this. His divine power, God's divine power has given to us a few things. All things. His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So everything you need. (laughs) Through the knowledge of Him. Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. You remember the word during worship this morning? That you're called. You're called. Right here it says, God called us by His glory and virtue. You know what most of us think? We're called according to our works. We're calling called according to whether we're good enough. One of the definitions of the word glory is the view and opinion of God. So buckle your seatbelt. But He called you by His view and opinion of you. He called you by His view and opinion of you, not yours. John 15, Jesus said, You didn't choose Me, I chose you, that you would go and bear much fruit. How many of you are like Me? You would not have chosen yourself. All right, same. If I was called according to what Steve thinks of Steve, I'm not going to get very far. But I've been called according to His glory. That's His view and opinion of Steve. His perspective of Steve. Amplified Version says, I've been called uh, by His glory to His glory. Now that's the journey we're all on. So he sees the finished work of Christ and who he created you to be as a son or a daughter. He already sees that in you, so he calls you. And then you and I get to live out that calling. We live to that calling. We start growing up in all aspects to look like what he already sees in us. That's good news. Verse 4, by which we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these promises you can partake of God's divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. Wow. What has the Lord given us according to this? Promises. I love this example. And I believe it was uh, Barry Bennett, same guy, who used this example. I started to bring one, and I forgot. But a packet of seeds. You guys got you got some in your office. <laughs> a packet of seeds, like tomato seeds, right? Um, give me something else that has seeds, so I don't look silly. Watermelon. Well, watermelon, I can kind of tell what that is, but a lot of seeds, I can't tell the difference. Squash, yeah, I mean. A lot of the seeds are the same. But have you noticed on the packet when you buy the packet of seeds, there's a picture on the front. And the picture shows you the potential that's in the seed. That is what has happened to you. The The seed is the promise. He promises you by your by His stripes you're healed. And that seed is simply... The, uh, or sorry, the picture on the seed packet is the potential of what that seed's going to grow up into. Does that make sense? So that's what the Word of God shows you. The promises are to show you the picture. This is what love is going to look like. This is what joy is going to look like. This is what shalom looks like. This is what healing looks like. When you're walking healthy and upright, this is what it looks like. He's given us these great and precious promises so that we can know the potential of the seed that's at work in us. Our problem is we're so distracted, so looking at the natural realm all the time, we've not learned to properly look into the realm of the Spirit for the seed's potential. And once I see the potential, oh, that's what that looks like. If I can see it, I can be it. And that's why the devil never wants you looking into the realm of the Spirit. Because if you can see it, you can be it. And we do see it in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thoroughly blessed because He's in us, at work in us to bring it about in us. But He needs our participation with it. So once I see it, I receive it, I make it my reality. It's called faith. And just like we look unto Jesus and keep on looking, we become disciplined to look into the realm of the Spirit and see what's possible for us through God's unlimited resources. I don't want you ever facing problems again in your own resource. We've got to learn to look at all that's already ours in the unseen realm Amen. through these, pra- these great and precious promises that we have. Wisdom looks like this. Your identity really looks like this. This is really what you have. How many of you know the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for? And then what? The evidence. the evidence of things not seen. We are the evidence of a reality of an unseen realm, which is the greater truth than life on this planet. So when you go into the restaurant today when you go into Walmart today, wherever you go today, or you go to school tomorrow, they may be out of school, but when you go back to school, you are the evidence of an unseen God and an unseen realm whereby real love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and self-control and goodness come from. John 18, Jesus said to Pilate, I'm here to bear witness of the truth and everyone who is of the truth can hear my voice. Well, he's not standing around in a physical carpenter suit talking to us now, is he? We are the evidence of an unseen voice. The living voice that speaks to us. Heart to heart, thought to thought, spirit to spirit. Does that make sense to you? I want to say again, if you're battling cancer or sickness can you see yourself well through god's promises can you understand that man the the potential this picture on this seed packet of the seed of healing that's in christ covenant provided can i see the potential come to fruition can i see myself with a long life can i see myself with vacations coming retirement coming A woman who's pregnant starts getting vision and starts planning for the promise. She talks about it, right? She sees it. She paints the room. Everything's preparatory. Well, those first couple of months, I mean, everything's unseen. But she sees it, and she knows that the baby is coming. What am I saying? I'm saying it's not enough just to ask for prayer when you're struggling, you know, financially or you've got difficulties in your life, problems that that arise. It's not enough to ask for prayer. Start seeing yourself through the perspective of God's promises. Start seeing yourself through the perspective of the unseen realm. That's where our help comes from. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. We are believers. We see things in the unseen realm other people are not seeing. The eyes of our understanding are being enlightened. Stephen, you guys can go ahead and come. Invite the Holy Spirit of glory to show you God's view, His opinion, His perspective of whatever it is you're facing. This week as I was preparing, I saw this west wing out here, just a, just a little expansion out west for kids' ministry. And I saw kids coming to know Jesus Christ personally. I saw children worshiping God together. I saw little children laying hands on adults. Now, I've seen it. I saw the picture on the seed packet. That's what vision will do. And we have to be able to to unveil and unlock from the natural realm and see what He's doing in the realm of the Spirit. Practice seeing unseen things. Take the Bible, its promises, see them manifest. See yourself well. I was battling sickness this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. And I had to continually... Well, the first thing he said is, Stop asking me to do something I gave you authority to do. That's the first thing he told me. Because, you know, I was just whiny and begging for help. (laughs) But then he... He said, Take authority. I've given you authority over sickness. Take authority. See yourself well. And, you know, it, without fail, the times that I would really engage with him and the word, I, I felt so much better. It didn't always last, just being honest. But, man, when I would engage, and then come, you know, um, Thursday, I was feeling, feeling much better. But we got to practice seeing unseen things. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I know know we don't always feel like that, but that is the real reality. We are right with God (laughs) through no effort of our own, but through Christ. How about by His stripes I was healed. I can forgive even as Christ forgave me. I can. Go to the Word. Find what He's promising and agree with Him. And begin to visualize and see that happening. And it's a valid question to say, well, sometimes it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Well, have you heard of the veil of the flesh? Have you heard of cares that choke the Word? There's no doubt there's flesh and veils and cares and pleasures of life and things that try to cover our spiritual eyes and blur our vision. There's no doubt about it. And so that, I think, is where the biggest war is. Jesus said, seeing, they can't see. Hearing, they can't hear. Why? Because he's spirit. Everybody wants to know, what language did he speak? Was he speaking English or Greek or Aramaic? or You know what he was speaking? Spirit. And that's why... When he would say, you guys are going to have power. Peter's going to whip the sword out and cut somebody's ear off. And Jesus like, dude, not man-made power. Not that kind of, not not the power to take somebody's life. How about the power to give yours? My words are spirit. That was the communication breakdown. Stand with me. Jesus said, seeing they don't see, hearing they don't hear, and then He said, with the heart they can't perceive. Man, let the eyes of your heart be where you start to perceive what the real reality is. The eyes of your heart. This is so much greater than, than, than just this. This. This is where you get lifed. This is where you get born again. And then you train yourself to align this with what's happening here in your spirit, man. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and say, Brother Steve, I've never been born again, but I want to know Christ. I want to receive the life and person of Jesus Christ into my heart that I can know, that I can know for certain all my sins are forgiven and that I can walk and talk with Him and then spend eternity with Him in glory. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and say, please pray for me. I want to know Christ starting today. I want to be born again. I want life on the inside. Anybody? If you're here this morning, you'd say, Brother Steve, I want to, I want to grow into being a man or woman of the Spirit with eyes of the Spirit, the eyes of my heart being enlightened. I want the Holy Spirit to coach me in this. I'm willing to purpose and do what He asked me to do, to become a man or woman of the Spirit. If that's you, and you just say, Brother Steve, that's me, I want grace for this, to walk this out. Would you just lift your hand so I can pray for you this morning. Amen. Amen. All over this house. Father, thank You this morning for the precious, promised Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of adoption, the Spirit of holiness, the Spirit of truth, the anointing that is our helper. And we ask, Father, this morning for the help of the Holy Spirit, that You would take our willing heart, that we're tired of being locked Locked eyes in the natural all the time. We don't deny it's there, but we do deny that's all there is. And, and Holy Spirit, would you just train us to be people of the Spirit, to have eyes of the Spirit, and that our heart would be given to the things of the Spirit, to the unseen realm? Lord, that we can not only see in ourselves what you see, the truth about us, but we can see in other people around us what you see, how much you love them, what you want to say to them, how you want to minister to them, how you want to help them. Lord, would you just train us in this? Would you train us in this? Your glory has purpose, Lord, and it's here am I. Send me. We just thank you, Lord, for this ongoing transformation. And Lord, I also pray lastly for all those that we already prayed today but battling any kind of illness and adversity. Adversity does come. Trials do come. Jesus, you promised that. In the natural, we will have tribulation and trial. But Lord, I thank you for the, the, the reminder that we know where our help comes from and that we're, we're fed up with trying to fight things with natural resources. But Lord, we're going to use what we can in the natural, but we're also going to tap into the resources of our Heavenly Father who's freely given us all things. Teach us all we have, Lord. Show us all we have. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen.